to We Are Not Ready Backpackers. I'm Susie. I'm Janie. Yay! And (laughs) we are super excited because we have brand new actual traveling content for everyone. (laughs) No pressure whatsoever. (laughs) All all thanks to Janie Alodi. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Yes, we're very, very grateful. (laughs) (laughs) We're also really excited because um, we have decided on a schedule. So we're going to be putting our episodes up every Sunday. um, So you can expect them to be up. It'll be every other Sunday. Um, So yeah, hopefully we're going to get some like more consistent timing just so you guys know like when to expect it to be up so you can have a listen on your lovely little Sundays. <clears throat> Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, we, well, I mean, I've been obsessed with watching your stories on Instagram. Mm. It's been like such good little nuggets of just bright blue oceans. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and beautiful so... weather and, oh. It's beautiful. So yeah, basically, I just got back a little bit ago from about almost a month in Tasmania, um, which is the little island state to the south um, off of Australia. And yeah, it's always, it was something that I, it was a place that I really wanted to check out ever since I got here because I didn't really know anything about it before. I didn't know anything about Australia really before I came here or especially it's like geography no me neither no idea so um but yeah everyone that I've talked to since I've been here is just has just always said such great things about how beautiful Tasmania is and how like it's so many people's favorite place to go visit so I was super excited to get to go um so let's see now I have to think back. <laughs> so you drove um, you drove from Melbourne, didn't you? You just took the ferry across. Yeah, so you I took the ferry from it's like an eleven hour ferry. Is it that um, long? So it's over. Yeah, dude. No, I thought it was like a couple yes. of hours. <laughs> no. So there's a couple of different ways. So you could obviously fly, but then if you take your car over, you can take the ferry. And depending on like the time of the year and what kind of car you have on, or if you like walk on the ferry and blah, blah. And because it's like a little mini cruise ship, essentially, they have like cabins that you can purchase, you know, to sleep in as well. Yeah. Or on the weekends, I think they do daytime trips as well. Um, but I did a nighttime trip. So yeah, on the way there, I, well, first I spent, oh, here's how my fucking travel got started. So I spent the night first at (laughs) one of our friends in Melbourne and (laughs) God damn it. I'm so annoyed with myself. (laughs) So the last time that I stayed at her place, um, they have like reserved parking for in their unit and that's where I parked, but there, cause there was an open spot, but now there isn't. So I had to park on the street. She's like, Oh, don't worry. We have a pass. Um, but it's still timed where it's like, you know, you can't park here from eight to whatever on this side of the street cause of street cleaning and yeah. blah, 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 blah. So I parked on the one side and then she was like, yeah, you just have to move your car by, I think it was by 7am. And I was like, no problem. Fine. Or she's like, oh, I'll just move it tonight before we go to bed. 
So then we just started like drinking and smirking and just <laughs> had like a going. great time. And it wasn't crazy, but it got to the point where we're going to bed and I was just like not sober. And I was like, I yeah. don't want to even just like the U-turn of flipping my car and then having to parallel park just seemed way too daunting mm-hmm. at that point in time. I was just like, I can't do it. And then. And then I was just being paranoid. I was like, well, what if this is the one time that a cop is on the street or I, you know, hit yeah. someone. So I was like, I'm just going to, I'll move it in the morning. It's fine. Better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Well, so it was very, my car was very safe because then I set, I was, I was in the kitchen with my friend and I was like, okay, I'm setting my alarm for 630, blah, blah, blah. I looked at it. It was set, whatever. Went to sleep. I woke up at like 5.30 and was like, oh, I'm fucking wrecked. Like, I'm just going to go back to sleep. School guy. I wake up and it's 7.15. It's 7.15. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I ran down outside. My car had gotten towed. And turns out what had happened. I was like, I don't remember my alarm going off, though. So I just assumed that I must have turned it off. Well, fucking turns out that I set it for 6.30 p.m. Like, it's yeah. literally like a fucking rom-com like uh, anyway i've done that i missed a flight from barcelona home oh no we all set our alarms and we all did it together as well i know we were all that obliterated that we were just fucked up that sucks oh my god so annoying yeah i was so annoyed so then it was just like such a bummer of a day and then i was just stressed out about that but i ended up still having a, a you know, a good time. I like took the tram into the city and like, <laughs> you know, saw some other people. And anyway, so then later that evening, I took the ferry out. And after four hundred dollars of fucking getting my car out of it, four hundred dollars. Yeah, four hundred. Thought it was that much. <laughs> yeah, oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> fucking just how yeah. you want to start off. So, but Whatever. when. So had you'd booked the ferry, right? So that was already yeah. pre-done for that evening. So yeah. you didn't have to postpone that or anything. No, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah. And the the ferry left at like five o'clock and I was staying at my friends in St. Kilda, which was literally five minutes down the road from yeah. the ferry dock. So it was easy. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, okay, like I guess I'm just gonna take this as a sign that <laughs> not that everything is fucked, but as a sign that it's like really time for me to go. Yeah. Um, and I need to stop dilly dallying and get it on this fucking boat. Yeah. Um, and I just booked one way at a time because I didn't know how long I was gonna want to spend there. Um, so I just wanted to have flexibility. So. Mm. Um, it was fucking expensive too. But anyway, was it? What um, was the cabin like? Well, yeah. So then I booked um, a shared cabin, which normally is four people, but because of COVID, they were only doing two. Mm. Um, So it was, I mean, it was fine. It was like a little, just, it was really basic. I was, I only went in there to go to sleep because there was like a bunch of different lounge areas. They actually had a movie theater, which I didn't go into, but there was like a movie theater and all these different decks and like restaurant and whatever. So that's cool. I just... Yeah, I just, like, put my headphones in and just listened to podcasts and, like, yeah. chilled out for, you know. Had some you time. Yeah, and then eventually when I was like, okay, like, it's, I'm ready to go to sleep, that's when we got out because basically the, like, peninsula part of Victoria kind of keeps you protected in, like, a bay, essentially. Mm. And then when you get out of that, you're on the Bass Strait, which is, like, 
this cross section of ocean <laughs> off of fucking Antarctica. And I didn't do, apparently, I I didn't do any sort of, like, research looking into, like, what the conditions are like. But apparently it's notoriously, like, really fucking rocky and a really rough ride. I didn't bring any sort of anti-nausea sort of, I fucking ate a curry dinner and then had an ice cream and then was like, I'm fine. Well, as soon as, like, 10 o'clock hit and I'm trying to walk to my fucking cabin... I'm like, f- all, like hitting into the walls, walking down the fucking hallway because I decide because the boat is rocking so much. Oh I was my like, God. "Great, this is fun." Do you suffer um, from seasickness, like anyway, just in general? I mean, I don't think I'm on boats enough to know that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've been on like, like you know, skiing boats and stuff. Like, mm. no, that's no problem. My family has one. Like, we go out on the boat all the time, mm-hmm. but that's small. And like, we're not on the fucking ocean, ocean. Yeah. Um, but and I've been on one cruise before, and I feel like I was okay. I'd never have gotten like sick, but I get car sickness. Yeah. If me I, too. So, anyway, so I was just. I was like, whatever, it's fine. I'll just like lay down and go to sleep and it'll be fine. And when I got there, there was already a lady sleeping in the other bed. And so I was like laying down and I was just like, <laughs> I just started to feel super nauseous. And I was like, oh, and you have a little bathroom in your cabin too. But I was mm-hmm. like, I can't start fucking puking in here with this woman. Like I would feel so bad for her. There's public, you know, bathrooms in the main area. And so I was like, if I actually need to get sick, I'm going to have to book out of here and run down the hallway to, like, the actual bathroom because I can't puke in here. This, this lady doesn't deserve that. Oh, so but, anyway. you, but I mean, at the same time, it's a boat. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. I know, but it's so small. You deserve like, some so... privacy to puke in, you know? <laughs> well, luckily it didn't get to that point. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> But I, so I just passed out eventually and I was fine. I didn't get sick. And then I woke up. We docked in Tasmania in like the middle of the north coast and at like 6.30 a.m. Wow. And then I had the whole day. But then I realized I got off the boat and I was like, I have no, I don't know what I'm doing. No. So I had just bought a bunch of camping gear and... That was it. So then I just literally, I went and had breakfast somewhere and I just started, I was started looking at Pinterest to be like road trip itineraries for, you know, Tasmania, blah, 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 blah. Pinterest is a haven of knowledge and information. Yeah. But you know, the thing is, don't you, well, I don't want to assume how you feel about it, but I get really annoyed with a lot of blog posts sometimes where it's like they're advertising whatever the main point of the post is mm. then you click on it and it's just pages and pages of exposition yeah and pictures and like you have to scroll and then you're like by the time you get to it you're like well this isn't actually helpful yeah and you get really bored just like reading all of the stuff that you don't exactly. need to know kind about. of like how i'm telling the story <laughs> <laughs> hey this is laden with <laughs> information we're 20 minutes in and i just got off the boat so <laughs> I've got fucking a month. I'm going to try not to do it in real time, but I'm failing. No, but um, I I actually honestly am not on Pinterest that often. I just kind of go on there for the pretty pictures. And also because every time I feel like my style (laughs) needs a reboot, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to make all these boards and like have all these like... (laughs) 
perfect little style boards and I'll just turn into the most magnificent woman ever and uh, no it works I'll just by osmosis become this person have you ever gone back to go look at your old like style board (laughs) so many times Ah, oh dude it is my tattoo board oh my god yes I'm like I'm so glad I didn't get that (laughs) yeah like what the fuck is wrong with me (laughs) we're all so dumb Sometimes yeah, I'm like, I love I to go back these books and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Or like makeup trends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's heinous. I'm like, why did I pin so many riding boots and infinity scarves? <laughs> I know I'm basic, but like, it's embarrassing when you have to stare oh down in the God. face. Honey, all of us are basic at our hearts. At our heart <sighs> center. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah. So I went on Pinterest, which I literally only go to to save recipes that I don't actually use, but that I convince myself that I will use them at some point. I never fucking do. No one does. But I have boards and boards of fucking food that I'm like, and then I have also boards saved on Instagram. I of food was just I'm like, about to say that I have so many categories in my saved Instagram. Yes, <laughs> like, like hair, curly hair, vegan food, normal food. Cats. Cats and dogs is my main board. That's like the one that's always up at the front. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Mine is feminist rants and um, <laughs> is my main one. And then I usually, whichever place that I'm like thinking about going next. So I just started one for Canberra because mm. that's where I'm going to go next. So I usually, again, it's just restaurants in cities that I want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> So I did the, I did that when I was getting breakfast at this place in Jazzy. I just started looking at Pinterest to try to figure out where the fuck to go. Yeah. And then I started saving restaurants. I didn't even think I looked at it again, but it was just, I, I don't know. I just planned my trip in the hour and a half long brunch that I had. But you know, I think that's actually really good because you don't get so caught up in like, the mounds and mounds of information there is out there and I think that's what stalls people a lot and you kind of do get a bit overwhelmed and you just think oh a bit like the boards and the groups that you save you're just like oh I'll just like leave it till later or whatever but if you go on and you stay flexible and you kind of look at the main points and then Mm -hmm. you can kind of just like pinpoint that and just go roughly how you want and that's what I love about solo traveling as well it's like you know, exactly. you can end up in a place and you might meet someone or people that you really get along with. And you're like, okay, I want to stay here for another extra day or two or whatever. And yeah. then you might you might not meet people that you really like. You're like, you know what? I've seen the place. It's been great. And now I'm ready to move on. So Exactly. So I loved having that kind of flexibility. And I feel like, yeah, it's it's so nice. Exactly what you were saying. So the first thing that I found was this kind of small, easy-looking kind of loop of a drive through, um, called the Tarkine Drive in the northwest of Tasmania. And I was like, that's kind of perfect because our friends that we have that are living there, um, offered, you know, said that I could come stay with them, but, like, over the weekend, which was coming up, Mm. so I had, like, a few days to kill before then, so... Yeah, I just, there's also an app that I use called Wikicamps, which everyone recommended me use, and it's a paid app, but it you it, it shows you for all of Australia and New Zealand, all the different campsites yeah. around the whole country, and you can search by how much they are around. Most of the ones in Tasmania are free. Oh, yes, I remember you saying that, yeah. Yeah, so, which was awesome. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, and beautiful, too. Like, so well-maintained yeah. for the most part, you know, varying degrees of amenities. But... Can I just say how proud I am of you? Because you have done was... a complete 180. <laughs> Dude, being... I was just going to say, should we transpose now <laughs> clips of all the times that I've said I fucking hate camping and I just yeah. don't want to do it? Yeah. Should we just, like, cut to that? Because Let's just have yeah, a Yeah, I know. It's... I mean, God. yeah, you like no, you here's literally the thing. faced. I wouldn't even say it's not that you were afraid of it. You just really didn't like camping. You're like, no, it's just not me. Well, I'm just not a camper. Like, and I'm at peace with that, and that's fine. And then, wham, bam! All of a sudden, you're just springing up these tents all over the the place. It's like it's brilliant. Fuck. Well, here's the thing. Um. Money played a huge part in it. <laughs> I realized that I was a camper um, out of necessity, which is fine. Um, and I, you know, there's there's like a level of camping that I still don't feel comfortable with. Like I'm, I still, I'm not like, I always made sure that the places I stayed at had toilets, whether or yeah. not they were like nice flushable toilets, because I'm not. Like a go the out bush, the bush yeah. and dig a hole, no. dig a hole and bury it. I no, can't, I can't do that yet. I I can do I'm that. So scared but of bugs. Yeah, if you've got the choice between doing that and a toilet, pick a toilet every time. Yeah, but then again, I'm about to go start camping again up the east coast. So who fucking knows? I might have to end up somewhere where I have to dig a fucking hole to pee in, or mm. you know. And I well, you don't have to dig a hole to pee to in just it. to pee in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't want to do no. that either. I mean, <laughs> if you can avoid it, yeah. I know. It's just one of those things, like, if you have to do it, you're going to do it. But if you've got the choice, yeah, you know, you pick a toilet every time. And were they, like, clean? Well, some, most of them were, yes. Mm. There was only, like, a couple of the spots where it was, like, they weren't, like, flushing toilets. They were, like, long drop toilets. Oh, right. Like the ones you get at festivals. Yeah, yeah where it's, like basically a porta potty but instead of it being like in a little plastic thing it's just the toilet is just a hole yeah. like it's a toilet but but that's there's no... no bowl it's just a <laughs> hole straight down into yeah. a pit and so there's the, there's were those ones um but then do you have to think about because i remember that from festivals you have to think about you want to be close enough to the lose that you're not like running if you need it. You're not, but you can't mm-hmm. be like downwind from it, and you have to be far, exactly. like far enough away. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you kind of have yeah. to look at all those logistics, don't you? Yeah. So the first place I stayed at was probably the nicest one that I stayed at the whole time. It was like right on the beach on the west coast. Mm. It was a beautiful like white sand beach with blue water. I was just like, holy shit. The toilets were flushable toilets. It had like an indoor bathroom area and it had like the free electric grills. Oh yeah, yeah. The ones that we used to go to. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't have to use my camp stove. I got to just like cook on there. And so I was there for two or three nights, I think. And then I was just kind of driving around during the day. I read like four books in the last month. Oh my God, a book a week. I know. Yeah. That's so good. I'm so jealous. I wish I could do that. I no, I just like I haven't read for so long and then I just was like, oh, I have nothing else to do. And I love reading. It's just I feel I like the last episode actually you were saying you were a voracious reader when you were younger. 
Yeah, so it was really nice. And I was reading, like, really fun books that were just, like, novels and not anything super heavy or, like, dense, which was really nice. So, again, yes. it's so nice to have that time for yourself and just yeah. know that there's no agenda. You don't have to do anything. You can literally just be, which essentially is, like, kind of what we're here for. You're supposed to experience life mm-hmm. like that, where you're getting up every morning and you like can't wait to get the day rolling and you know I think that's great yeah no totally I thank you I agree it was really fun so yeah I did that for the first few days and then um it was the start of the long weekend here so then I went over to Penguin which is where our friends were staying which is kind of like central of the north coast uh, this is our friends from the hostel yeah yeah so super fun like such a really cute like beautiful little town and it was just really fun we had a great time for like three days I actually ended up being there for like four nights (laughs) because I kept being like "Mm, it doesn't make sense for me to leave right now (laughs) because it's okay if I stay another night is it okay if I stay another night because it was a holiday weekend but the holiday was on Tuesday Mm -hmm. and so I was like if I go to a campsite right now it's gonna be fucking packed like I should wait until the holiday's over and then everyone's going back home um, so they were very gracious hosts, which was really lovely. But I had one of the best days I had was we, what did we do during the day? It was one of our friend Jill's birthdays. And so she went fishing in the morning and then we met at the brewery that she worked that at. That looked like such a cool start- brewery as well. It was a really nice brewery. It reminded me a lot of places back home but they're just not very common here yeah like that kind of style Style, yeah exactly and the food was really good and the beer was great so anyway it was super fun but we just were drinking and then we went to one of their friends houses for like dinner later and they were just grilling up all this fresh fish that they had caught during like in the morning and so we just like had really good food and we're just like little like kind of like appetizer style like and then we were you know smoking and then we had a couple of shrooms <laughs> and we ended up staying up until like 3 a.m in a hot tub like looking up at the, oh at my the God, stars stop. it was so fun and i was just like this is the oh greatest like great you know good company everyone was so nice and like friendly and great food and you know it was just awesome I was like I'm just like so you know it was really cool to see was was it one of those moments where you're just like in this hot tub smoking and you're looking up at the stars (laughs) on shrooms and you're like that's my life it's done I'm good yeah I was like oh this this is a really good moment (laughs) and like it was just so yeah it was just so nice like I loved it so it was really fun and yeah, we just had a pretty good time for a few days, and it was beautiful weather, like, gorgeous. So then after that, I started um, basically down the east coast of Tasmania. Mm. Is It's pretty much all national park, so you have to have, like, a parks pass. But once you're, you know, in that, like, they're just beautiful, and everyone just kind of, like, everyone was like, oh, the east coast is the best, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And it's beautiful. It's just a little, it's more... There's more, like, touristy spots. There's more hiking. Okay. There's more, like, places to go and stuff on the East Coast than the West Coast. The West Coast is a little bit more, like, rugged. Um, 
and less populated. So did you prefer the east or the west? Well, I mean, I only was on the west coast for a couple of days, but it was so beautiful. Like, driving over there, I just felt like I was stopping. I mean, on the east coast, too, but... I just felt like I was just wanting to pull over every five minutes and, like, take pictures and just, like, look. It was just fucking stunning. I I didn't realize how blue the water was until I got – I mean, I didn't have really any expectations. But it was just, like, holy shit. It looked, like, tropical. But then it's – fuck it. I mean, it's summer, so it was warmer than normal. But it was still cold, like – I didn't, I never like fully submerged myself in the ocean. I would like walk out, but then I'd be like, okay, time to go back. (laughs) I know. It was just such a treat to like every day I'd get up and the first thing I'd do would be look at your stories and just see like. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Because, you know, I want to see, you know, like what you're up to as well. But man, Tazzy is definitely on the list for me. You might have to come back with me one day. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. You would love it. And I would love to go back it's so fun I meant to ask you what did you do when you were off like traveling and stuff did did you ever like leave your tent and leave belongings in there or did you pack up everything in your car and then go off or did you like during the day yeah so during the day I would leave because that's what I was worried about too and I think you know there's always a risk but everyone here like I don't know what I would do back home because I'm distrustful of Americans but here everyone like there was so many people doing it and most people were in vans and whatever but I would just leave I wouldn't leave anything in my tent super valuable like I would leave my like air mattress and my bedding and like you know the stuff that I sleep in but I would take everything else in my car so I was like if someone steals my entire tent with all my sleeping stuff like that sucks but that's more easily like that's fairly easily to replace and I could always like get a hotel or a hostel or something for a night in the meantime if I needed to but yeah because the whole island is fairly small you can drive from one end to the other every everyone said four hours but I think it's longer oh really from the north down to the south that's four hours or slightly longer yeah I think if you just go straight and don't you know yeah So um, I started down the East Coast, and then my first night, I met this woman named Shirley, who is a true icon (laughs) in every sense of the word, and I fucking love her, and I just, like, it was funny, though, because when I first pulled into this parking, or to this campsite, there were not really any spots left, and the Mm. spot that I ended up staying in, she was already in, but it looked Mm. like it was kind of two spots, but... They're, they're pretty, you know, they're just kind of marked with, like, trees. Yeah. There isn't really designated. So I pulled in, and I was like, hey, do you mind, like, if I sit up here for a night? And she was like, oh, I was actually kind of hoping to enjoy it by myself. And I was like, yeah, I totally get it. It yeah. does look like it's two spots, though. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So it was in the evening. And I was actually, oh, God, my life. I was actually very yeah. proud of myself for saying something because I didn't want to be like, Oh no! I was like, yeah. there's literally no other fucking spots available, and it's six o'clock at night now. So no, good sorry, for I'm you. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, she was fine. Cause then she was like, I was sitting at my table. She's like, oh, like I'm making dinner right now. Would you like some? I was like, oh, that's okay. Like you know, you don't have to. She's like, no, I know I don't have to, but you know, it's I know how it's not fun to like set up and then have to cook too. Yeah, and I was like, that would be great. Thank you so much. So yeah, I ate dinner with her, and we just kind of chatted a little bit, but. Um, it was a pretty early night and then, yeah, in the morning 
I just felt the itch to just like keep going, like just to not really linger and just kind of keep going down south. Um, and so while I was packing up, we just started chatting and I ended up staying and talking to her after I was packed up for like almost yeah. another hour. And we just were talking about, I don't know, like she's lived in the U.S. and she's like in her mid 60s. So she's lived this incredible fucking life. Um, she lived in the U.S. at a couple of different points for different organizations. She's just like, in such a true sense, been like a renaissance kind of person where she's had all these different mm. chapters and eras of like her life where she's done different things career-wise and, you know, then got married and had a, a kid and that like all these different things. And she's lived in Bali for the past few years. And anyway, she's got all these incredible stories. And I was just like, there was a, we just like clicked and it was really lovely to just like, I was just like, God, I hope that in 35 years I can like be sharing these kinds of, it, it also helped me kind of put into perspective because I know I get re- kind of bogged down sometimes and being mm. like, what am I doing with my life? And, da, 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 da. and I think we all do, but speaking for myself, it was nice to kind of have that reflection of like, these are the stories that I'm like, we're living them in every day. And this kind of illusion that I know I put on myself of needing it to like, of, of wanting it to be something bigger so that I justifies it to whatever. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm not explaining it well. We like to think that we don't put these kinds of expectations on ourselves, but we definitely do, especially when we see our peers, like the people who are either closest to us Mm. or close in age on a certain timeline. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much you logically know that you shouldn't compare yourself. Emotionally, we do, naturally, and... It can be overwhelming, especially at our age, because we're seeing, you know, our friends getting engaged and married and having babies and buying houses. And like, that's just not me right now. I'm sure it will be one day, but I know in my heart, I still have all these things that I want to do. It's just great when you meet people who haven't necessarily gone down the the path that a lot of people are treading to kind of give you inspiration and be like, you know, you don't have to fit that mold and it's okay to not want to have babies and get married right now. Like if traveling or ever, yeah, yeah, or ever. And also, you know, this lady, she got married and she had a child and she still managed to get those things done. I feel like for me, I do have this kind of concept, like, maybe it's from my parents, but you know, once you have a child, like that's it, your life is never going to be quite the same. But that doesn't mean to say that you have to give up all the things that you love doing. And even if you did have a family, you're still entitled to say, take, you know, a chunk of time for yourself and just go off traveling, Mm -hmm. like she obviously has done. So and also, it's nice to hang out with people that are older than us. I love hanging out with older people. Me too. It was so fun. So we I had this really great conversation and just clicked. It was so cute. And then, oh, and then there was this other older couple that had been, they actually are from New South Wales, but they've been traveling around Tassie for a year because they came last year in January and they were supposed to stay for a little bit and then COVID hit. (laughs) And so they decided to stay. 
stay in Tassie and travel and wait out COVID. Oh, my God. Instead of going back to the mainland. Which is, like, ended up being a great situation for them because there was barely any COVID in Tasmania. Yeah. And then they closed the borders. And so it was just, like, this little oasis. Oh. Like, Oh my God. They've had zero cases for months. We didn't have to wear a mask anywhere. Like I can't even remember what that feels like. I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. Because even here, you still have to wear a mask like in shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Victoria. But yeah, so it was really good. And then I kind of drove down. Um, and I was just driving down the coast. And it was just beautiful. So I just kind of kept going until yeah. I just, just felt like I wanted to stop. And then... Um, ended up actually visiting a few different campsites on my way down because I want to make sure that I was feeling really comfortable wherever I was staying, even if it was just for a night or something. Um, Mm. and so I would always kind of give myself a few different options of places when I was thinking about stopping just so that I could like, yeah. So, um, on that day, I feel like I stopped at like two or three different campsites and they the big problem was with most of them is that they didn't have any cell service Mm. and it just like really I'm sure it would be fine but like I just felt like I just want to make sure that I have service wherever I'm going so yeah I kept going until I found a spot that I liked and then yeah so I just kind of did that for a couple of days just kind of would drive during the day and stop there's tons of like scene out scenic like lookout points or like Mm. little things that are really well marked on the drive so I just kind of was just aimlessly driving and would stop when I felt like it and like at little beaches and stuff or for coffee or whatever and so it was really like just chill and beautiful and then um ended up staying in Coles Bay which is kind of like in the central north central-ish coast of the east coast and Mm. it's in the Freysenier I don't think I'm saying that right um national park and it's really beautiful like it's so funny. There's tons of hiking, which also is like me. <laughs> something that I did a Honey, lot of on this trip. you're smashing so many of these things that look at like... me. I am multi-dimensional. <laughs> I am a changed woman. I am. It's too bad that I actually didn't have my hiking boots that I carried around for a fucking yeah. year and a half before I. Oh, damn. <laughs> over my beard yeah what what did you do with those boots did you give them away in the end no because i i had them with me when i went home for christmas last year so i just left them Mm. at my parents house because i was like i don't need these i haven't used them in over a year yeah turns out i needed to wait another year where which side is the port is port arthur on did you visit that on the east later coast. in your trip? On the yeah. east coast, yeah. So, yeah, so I was in Coles Bay for four days, and Shirley actually came and met me there. And Aww. we, because um, she's on a little bit longer of a timeline than I am. She's yeah. staying for, like, a few couple of months. So Shirley came down and met me, and we spent a few days, like, we went on an oyster farm tour, which was really fun. I saw that. So you caught your own oysters, right? Yeah. So it was a, it's this oyster farm wow. that it's on this like river system in Coles Bay and it's a protected wetland now. Um, yeah, we went and you put the waders on and you walk out into the river and the, everyone else in this group was all couples and then it was me and Shirley and... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it was so funny. And on um, when you buy your ticket, 
it's like, oh, like you, you know, six oysters each are included per person, like with your ticket price. Mm. And so we were like, oh, well we should. And then at the end, like, oh, do you want to add any extras on? I was like, yeah, let's, let's get an extra dozen. So that way we get, you know, an extra six each and just like live it up. (laughs) And then, you know, they also included was like fresh mussels that they steam for you there and like wine. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's just like get some more oysters. Mussels. I loved mussels. Oh my God. So good. So yeah, we were just there with all the couples and then they teach you how to shuck oysters. So we were doing that, which was really fun. And then the guy comes around and he's like, oh, here's your guys' extras. And it was like a huge cage of them. And we were like, <laughs> I was like, what? And so I pulled 12 out, but there was still like a fuck ton in there. And I was like, there's no way that's all for us. And then he was like, yeah, you, it was an extra dozen per person. Oh, no. So we had like so many fucking oysters. Wait, so you had 12, 10, 14. 48 oysters. <laughs> no, 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 no. We had, we had six and then 12 Oh, sorry, six each. each. That's so 36 in total. Okay. That's still fucking That's too many. oysters. And then mussels and then wine. And so I was like, fuck. So he was like helping us shock him because nobody else ordered extras, apparently. Okay. Yeah. And so we were like, uh, like, and then Shirley's diabetic, so that her blood sugar was all over the fucking place. And I was like, oh my God. Wait, so, <laughs> Wait what? Shirley's, Shir- Shirley's blood sugar was all over the place? Yeah. because she, she diabetic? Was, yes. Uh, and so she was like, this oh, is weird. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what if Shirley goes into, like, diabetic shock? Like... Yeah, if she's having a hyper, it's kind of scary. My mum's diabetic. Yeah, yeah, she was fine, but it was just a little wonky for a bit. But yeah, so we mm. had a... It was really fun, though, but we were so full of fucking oysters, so we had a really good day doing that, and then... Okay, can I ask you, right? Mm. Is Is it an aphrodisiac? Like, do you... Do you think it's all in the mind, or do you genuinely <laughs> think, like, you get a bit saucy on the, the old... Well, okay... Hard to say. It's hard to distinguish because you know me. I'm kind of a. I feel like a sexual goddess. My well, that's that's very kind. I feel like my libido's is at a higher than average resting point. <laughs> resting my like if we, if we're gonna like equate it to like you know your resting heart rate. Like I yeah. feel like mine is elevated. Do you know what I mean? So it's hard to say. And I actually forgot that that was, like, a thing that people say about oysters. Because I'm just like, eh, they're just delicious. I love them. But I don't know. I wasn't, I don't have a memory of feeling particularly, like, sexy or horny during that time. And maybe it's because I was just hanging out with Shirley all day. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) For the next, like, two days. I don't know. Yeah, you kind of put that to the back of your mind. It just that. literally didn't occur to me. So maybe it is all in your mind. I don't know. I think maybe... I don't know. It's so interesting. Yeah. I've never... I, I'm i not sure. I bet it's like a the placebo effect. Like if you go out yeah, on a date but... with someone that you like and you have oysters, that you're going to be like, yeah, I'm feeling... <laughs> Honestly... If I went on a date and someone's like, here, I'm going to buy you some oysters, I'd be like, yeah, that means that A, you're listening to me, you know that I like oysters, B, you can afford them, which is great. 
Yeah. And see, maybe you do want to fuck. Which is, I, like, these yeah. are all positive signs anyway. These are all like, checkpoints that we're looking for, so. Nothing is more of an aphrodisiac to me personally than someone who's an active, like, the bar is so low. Like, active listening and, like, caring about me as a person. <laughs> fuck. I love finding these TikToks. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, tell, tell, what is it? Tell me... Tell me your experience of the bar being low without telling me that your experience yeah, of right. the bar being low. <laughs> there are so many stories out there. Did I I sent you that one, didn't I, of the girl who um she was in a club and a guy comes up to her and is like, Hi, I think you're really beautiful, like I'd love to give you a kiss and she's like a bit like, Oh no, I'm just out with my girls, like I just wanna have fun. So he's like, Okay, yeah, I totally respect that and walks away and then she's like, Oh shit. <laughs> Like, that's never happened before. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm not being hurled abuse at. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I I think you did yeah. send me that one because she was just, like, then she was super into him because he actually, yeah. like, listened to her say no and didn't, like, exactly. pick up a fuss and wasn't, like, being a dick about it. Then you're like, wait, yeah. you're actually oh respecting God. me? Yes, exactly. <sighs> Yeah. So I don't know if it's the oysters or if it's just general respect, but either way, I'm in. I mean, it's an aphrodisiac. Respect is an aphrodisiac for all men listening. Yeah, I'm sure we have a huge male audience. <laughs> Let me check the analytics. Oh, wait. <laughs> I know. I think it's like our if two, there are it's any like men, a couple of there... our male friends that just listen oh, out. If they are any men, it's support. maybe like my uncle or like someone that I went to high school with who still watches all of my Instagram stories but then we don't talk. I saw that on your... <laughs> that got responses. It got responses from people. I but bet it. it. And then I also got responses from a couple of like, like I meant it as a way of like guys that I've dated or hooked up with or whatever that mm. watch all of my Instagram stories. Yeah. Like all, like are interactive with my social media. But like, yeah. We do not speak anymore. And yes. that's what it was directed at. But then I did also get a couple of messages from like old like girlfriends of like <laughs> girls that like, I don't know, I haven't talked to in years ago. Like, haha, I've just like really been loving watching all your stories, like all your travels. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool. That's, not this isn't aimed directed at you, at you. Shirley. <laughs> but I But I had like I thought it was very cute. I appreciated yeah. it. Yeah. That's sweet. It was so funny. That was a good story, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, for context, I posted a Instagram, like, a post on my Instagram story that was, like, it was, like, a Valentine, and it was, like, to all of the people who still watch all my stories, but we don't talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I have that as well. I do find, I don't often check, I don't check as often as I used to. Oh, I check, I check constantly. Yeah, I'm so intrigued. I love to see it. It's kind of flattering, actually, I have to say. It is, but I'm also, like, hold the fuck up, like. Yeah. Really? Oh, oh, this is what I was going to say about the couple. Oh, man. It's okay. Now the timeline's all weirded up, but this is very cute. So the couple that ended up staying in Tassie for a year yeah. when they got caught with COVID, they were camped at the place where I stayed on my first night on the East Coast. Mm. So after Shirley and I were just kind of chatting when I was packed up and ready to go, this woman, like, her name's Julie. She's so sweet. She comes out of her, like, camper trailer and brings me, she has, like, a piece of paper for me, and she's like, well, here, 
is what this beach, like, since you're not going to be here, because it was, like, kind of foggy, and it was really still a gorgeous beach, but it wasn't, like, a super sunny day out. She's mm. like, well, since you're not going to be here when the when the weather's good, here's what this beach normally looks like. And she gave me mm. a hand-painted, a watercolor painting of the view of the beach from where we were camped. What? I almost started bawling my fucking <laughs> eyes out. I was like, I don't actually have words to tell you how fucking sweet and like kind this is and just oh. beautiful. And I was like, thank you so much. This oh. is so beautiful. I can't, I'm going to keep this forever. And she was just like, oh, like she was super like quiet and like, she was like, oh yeah, no problem. I just oh, thought you'd like to see it. Oh, Oh, I thought you were gonna say she gave she was gonna give you a photo. I mean that was nice enough anyway. I was thinking, and then like a freaking painting. painting, a watercolor oh. painting that she hand she did. This is what exactly I love about traveling. This I know is, me too. Oh, so good. It's the best. It's the yeah. fucking best. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So anyway, back to let's see oysters. Tons of oysters. Yeah, we just spent a couple of days like driving around and um. It was weird though. I feel I felt like I remember I sent you and a couple of our friends a video of me just kind of being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was just feeling kind of like like the campsite I was at, it was fairly full and it was all people probably in their twenties, you know, maybe early thirties, like in our age group. Mm. And I just felt so intimidated and like scared to yeah. try to like like approach people to talk to them. Mm. and part of it was most of them like there was like a really big group of people that were all there together like that had traveled together and so it felt weird to like as a one like a solo person just to walk up to a group of like 15 friends and be like hey but like like that's yeah. so I can't like I know I, oh. yeah it's a tough one I've been in that situation so many times and honestly I think for some people, they can just do it. That's great. Yeah. For for the rest of us, I've done it a couple of times, but that doesn't mean to say that every other time I've been in that situation, I have been able to. It really just depends. You're yeah. totally right. Because there have been times where I've been like, oh, yeah, and like done that. But yeah. sometimes I'm just like, mm. <laughs> And sometimes I find that it really depends on the group as well. Sometimes you can get a vibe from a group where you kind of know. Yeah. It, it, in a sense, you are judging from the outside. I mean, maybe we mm -hmm. shouldn't do that, but we are just using our, like, judgmental side of the brain to kind of well, it's gauge, context like, clues of, like... Exactly. Yeah. Context clues is a much better way of describing it. It's like whether you get a vibe or not from that group, whether they're going to be friendly and welcoming... Because I have been in that stage where I, I've i been feeling that about a group that they're not going to be so welcoming, welcoming, but you just do yeah. it anyway. Because you're like, okay, this is just the fear talking. Just feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I've done it and I've still been sat there like feeling super awkward. And then you have to try and get out of it and make excuses. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> So yeah. yeah, and that that was that day. It was really raining, wasn't it? Well, that was the other thing too. Is then the weather kind of turned for a handful of days, and it was like kind of intermittently really rainy and windy and stuff. And I was just in you know my tent, so there was like I was either in my car or my tent. Like there really isn't. I didn't have if it's raining, yeah. like I don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being fine, but yeah, I think the other part too is like I was like okay, well, 
And that kind of trying to feel people out thing. Like, if people are, you're passing them when you're going to the bathroom or, like, you're, you know, camped within 20 feet of someone. And if they don't, like, say good morning or, like, you know, make eye contact. Like, those are all little clues. And I'm like, well, they're not really looking or acting like they're, you know, in the market for meeting new people right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was fine. But, um... I find a lot of the time it's so hard to gauge with that as well because maybe they're just really insecure or shy and they're thinking the same like they see you as like you know someone that they don't want to approach it's not necessarily that Mm. they don't want you to approach them but maybe they're like from the insecure side or maybe Mm. it's just that they're just not interested so yeah I think a lot of people when you're with a group you kind of forget how or because your social needs are this is all just my own hypothesis so who knows but because your social needs are being met because you're in the group dynamic yeah you have to actively kind of put yourself out of it to remember to be inclusive of other people because you're not thinking in a sense of like trying to cultivate it because you already have it does that make sense absolutely because you're so comfortable you're just like soaked into your environment there's nothing that you need to really worry about because you're with your friends which I think is a little bit different than when you're traveling and you meet people and you form a group I think you're still kind of cued into making sure that you're talking to more people and being inclusive because you've joined you've created something out of you know individuals but when you're traveling as a group it's like when you go to a bar. Like, if you go to a bar with a group of friends, it's yeah. a different vibe than if you go with, like, a smaller group or you meet people. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, the dynamic setup is different, and I think it totally lends itself to then, like, how you interact with other, like, solo individuals. A hundred percent. I remember the first time I went on... It was, the, it was my first solo traveling trip. I can't remember if I... Um, covered this already so apologies if I'm repeating myself Mm. but I remember I'll never apologize for repeating myself because then I would never talk (laughs) I repeat myself constantly (laughs) I have like three stories (laughs) (laughs) sorry anyway you were saying yeah I remember going like landing in Bangkok and because it was my first solo trip it was all brand new to me and I wandered through Bangkok and Khao San Road and all that area so I literally just looped. I just looped and looped and looped until I got so hungry that I needed to eat something and kept looping just to try and find the courage to like go into somewhere and just sit down with a group of people but I was so fresh to it like I couldn't decipher whether it was like groups of people that had known each other forever yeah. or solo travelers who had just been drinking but had like become close in maybe a night's time. Yeah, and totally. And it's so funny because if I could go back and see that girl, I would just be like, look, most likely all of these people are either gra- traveling in like groups of two or three or they're solo travelers. So yep. just go for it and know that everyone is drunk anyway so everyone's more friendly and no one gives a shit yeah yeah it took me a couple of days but I remember the first time I actually was walking through Khao San Road in the daytime and maybe a couple of days later and there was an American girl I remember I love you guys Mm. and (laughs) I'm getting ready to apologize and, and I remember 
I remember looking at her and she was on her table, a table that could seat four, but that she was only she was the only one sat at that table. And then she was talking to someone on the table next to her. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at her and thinking, right, I can tell by her body language and the, the sound of her voice and how loud she was that she was very friendly. <laughs> you already said American, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just thought, you know what, now's my chance. Like, just let the floodgates open. So I was like, just went over and I was like, look, can I be real with you? I'm traveling alone. <laughs> I'm really like, like I haven't met anyone yet. Can I just sit with you and have a chat? She's like, oh my God, of course. Like, look, I've got all this room. <laughs> just go get a drink and just sit down with us. And I ended up like sticking with her for a good couple of days. And then through her, I met other people. And then through them, yeah. I met other And that's how you just... That's how it works. Out. Exactly. Yeah. It's so great. It's so fun. I love that. And that's always mm. like... I, um, that's how I met my friend Ellie. That's like, we were both sitting by ourselves at a restaurant and she actually is the one that reached out and like started chatting. And then we ended up just spending all this time together and we're still such good friends now. And yeah, that's like, she's a major reason of like how I came to Australia. And like, mm-hmm. anyway, it's just, I love that part of it too. Of it, Even if you've done it before, like what you were saying of like, you know, being brave and reaching out and, you know, connecting with people, it still doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be easy every time you do it. Exactly. Well, thank God for Ellie, because if you hadn't come to Australia, I wouldn't have met you. See, this is this, I mean, this is the beauty of serendipity and all these things. Like, so people listening, if you're afraid to reach out, just do it because you don't know where it's going to lead you and you don't know who you're going to meet. And okay, you won't be any you'll be none the wiser if you yeah. don't ever meet them but you'll know that you're missing out on like amazing adventures that you could have and amazing people like i can't imagine not knowing you oh my god dude. it's not no it's not even in my reality me no. neither i can't fathom it i remember the first time i don't think it was actually the first time we ever spoke but i remember the first time <gasps> i thought this bitch is it was like we were sitting on the sofa at the hostel <laughs> You did one of your facial expressions that you always Oh god. That you always do, but it makes me laugh so Oh god. <laughs> I can't remember we were sitting next to each other on the sofa and like I remember saying something and then like we're both obviously in tune with each other, so we just looked at each other <laughs> We looked at each other at the same time and you were like Oh, wait, I really wish I knew what it was. What does that look like? (laughs) And I was like, okay, I know this girl. Okay, because no one that's hearing this can see what you're doing. You're doing a very exaggerated, like, head swivel eyebrow raise. I wish I knew who we were talking about. I can't remember. I can't remember, but it doesn't matter. But you know when you you know when you make you know when you make a comment in a like a social situation, you think you're being really funny, and then you look around and no one's laughing, <laughs> or no one reacts to you. <laughs> but we'd looked at each other at the exact same time, and you were just like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this girl gets me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the <laughs> crying. Oh, god. That's so funny. 
That's so funny. I feel like I don't even remember, like, how it happened that we started being friends, but it just did. Yeah, yeah. I knew pretty quickly, just because we're, like, I don't know, I just feel very, I always felt very, like, safe with you and, like, never afraid to say stuff or, like, be myself. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you have those friends that you love dearly, but... Like you kind of do second guess stuff before you say something, and you're not. I'm not. I don't feel like that mm-hmm. uh, with you at all. So no. Yeah. Agreed. Same. I remember, like when you first came to the to the hostel, thinking like, okay, this girl seems really cool. Like, <laughs> don't fuck it up. Like, don't be weird. Don't. <laughs> because. Because up until then, I really, there weren't that many people, there was, okay, there was, like, no one in the hostel at that point that I had really connected with. Like, it was in that weird in-between phase when the old group was leaving, and they were fucking dicks, and then the new people, like, everyone was kind of trickling in, but it was not, there was no one, like, the girls hadn't gotten there yet, like, Oh my! It was still like early days, and so I was like, "Okay, this person. She seems like you guys actually could get along, and that like you're a similar age, and like this could work." Like, do fuck it up! Oh my god, honey! If you if you'd known then how much of a dork I am, then you wouldn't have been worrying. Been worrying, but I know I remember that time as well. I remember sitting outside with Harrison and being like. There's really not much around, is there? Like, what the hell? Why are all these people being dicks? Like, and then obviously met you and oh, met no, George and, and Nicole and Jacinta and everyone. And like, yeah, it was much yeah. better. Though. Well, um, oh. yeah, so. Anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, carry on. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, so then after being Yat and Cold Bay for a handful of days, um, I decided to keep on going and Shirley was going to hang around there for a little while. So we parted ways and we kind of realized like that was, she wasn't coming as south as Hobart. She was just kind of staying up and then she was going to go back up north. And so we probably weren't going to see each other again. And so we had like, a, it was a very like yeah. hard goodbye. I just like, it was very sweet. I just, I don't know. She just feels like, it feels like she's someone that I'm going to be in touch with for a long time and I'm hopeful and I'm gonna make it possible like I definitely want to you know see her again Um, she sounds amazing I mean some of the stories you were telling me like you know about her I know I'm like she's got I don't I'm like when are you writing your book and she was like ugh She's like, did I tell you about that? And I was like, no, but I just assumed that you were. And if you're not, I was going to tell you that you needed to. She's like, oh, it's just so hard. I don't know. I'm like, well, you need to fucking Mm. do it because I can't wait to read it. Like, I cannot wait to read your book. There's some stories that she told me that I was like, that's such a good story. But I don't want to, like, broadcast it, but I'll tell you later. I just felt so, like, reassured. And I was talking to her about, like, money because you know how fucking Mm. fucked up I am about money. And she was just, like... The way that she was kind of explaining things for me and, like, reframing it for, yeah. me, for me felt super helpful. And she was just like, you're still so young. You've got so much time to make your millions. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. Just pick a number that you that's going to make you feel safe and yeah. get that in the bank. Figure out how much you need a week and do that. But, like, just break it down. You'll be fine. She's like, you don't need to buy a house. Like, you don't need to do any of that. And if you do, like, it'll figure itself out. But, like, 
don't stress. And I was like, oh my God, why is that better fucking advice than any, but you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's really good advice because I know that for me anyway, if I can see an end, if I kind of have like a round number or if I have a kind of boundary within something that I'm trying to achieve, I feel way more at ease with that. Like it's actually an achievable goal. Yeah. But sometimes if I'm not specific about a goal and I'm like, right, I want this. It's just so vast that I'm like, I don't even know where to start with this. So like, I think it's really... Exactly. Yeah. And it feels too overwhelming and Yeah, so I think that's really yeah. good advice from her. But totally. Kind of, I, I think both of us have certain money blocks, different blocks, but we do have them. But I'm honestly not worried about you at all. Like, I think it is really hard... You know, the 20s is hard enough, but now when you get into your 30s, it's like, it's great. I mean, I feel so much more secure in myself, but now I am much more Mm -hmm. focused on like what I want to build. Like I want to build an empire, not an empire, but like I want to build my thing, you know, my corner of the world that I can build for other people as well and kind of, you know, give back, but also earn money at the same time. And Mm -hmm. I like you're so smart you're so smart like there's no reason why anyone else who is less clever not as experienced doesn't have the same experience as you the only reason those people are doing in quote-unquote financially better is just because they believe in themselves and they're just doing it you will get there yeah it's layered how are you feeling about going back to America um, it's, it's hard because on the one hand, I'm super excited to see my family mm. and to spend time with them and get connected back in that way. But I'm not afraid, but I'm just not like really looking forward to being back in the U.S. Yeah. as a country. And that's, it's hard. I think I, I'm always a little trepidatious around talking about it because I want to make sure that the people that I love that are in my life know that it's not them. It's not like I don't terribly miss all of my people because I do and all of my friends and, uh, you know, there's so many babies that I need to meet and weddings that I get to go to and, like, all these huge, amazing, connected things Mm. that I'm super excited about. And at the same time, I've the U.S. doesn't feel yeah. safe in a lot of different ways. That I, that's a relatively mm. new feeling for me, and um, it makes me sad knowing how hard life, like in actuality. And I don't want to be dramatic. I don't, you know, I understand too that most of the people that I know are super yeah. fucking privileged. Um, but even in saying that, just how hard and emotionally taxing just getting by in the U.S. Yeah. is. And it makes me really sad, like in a, in a, in a systemic mm. kind of way. Um, so it, it's layered in that way. Like I'm, I'm so excited. I just booked my oh, flight. My so soul. I'm, yeah, it's crazy. So I'm flying to LA first and I think I'm going to stay for at least a day or two. I haven't booked my flight from LA to Seattle yet. I actually need to do that. Yeah, I'm going to stay with my best oh, friend Kristen amazing. for probably a day, maybe two. 
Um, yeah, and then I'll go to Seattle from there. Oh, that would be um, so good for you guys to catch up again in person. It's been so long. I know, because it's, yeah, it's been so long. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm not really, it's weird, like, I'm not really worried about, like, the job front Mm -hmm. kind of thing, like, which seems fucking naive and kind of stupid, realizing that there's, like, 40 million people that are unemployed in the U.S. right now and, like, struggling to find Mm. work, that I'm like, I think I'll be fine. Feels kind of illogical, but I genuinely do feel like I'm going to be okay. But I think that's the mistake that so many people make, Janie. It's like, they go and they they act on their logical brain way too much. I'm not saying that logic doesn't play a part Mm. in reality. Of course it does, but... Right. I think people act on that way too much and it affects everything that they manifest in their lives. I think if you have Mm -hmm. a feeling that you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. Like, you know, you don't know the situations of all those other people who are going through unemployment, like, and you are different to them. So I would just run with that feeling and, and know that you are supported and like, you you can do it and you will do it because you don't have a choice. Like, but don't act on that yeah. logical brain because that doesn't get you anywhere. If you have radical self-belief yeah. and no talent, you're still going to get by. If you've got talent and radical self-belief, you will you can't fail. So you're fine. You're yeah. fine. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, I think we're going to save the rest of your Tazzy story for next time. Yeah. Part two. Part two. Oh God, so exciting. The final chapter. <laughs> yeah. The end of that chapter. I yeah. Know. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear all about your time in Port Arthur, because I know we spoke about that briefly, but I think that's a mm-hmm. major segment that we need to cover, mm-hmm. especially because you are very, mm-hmm. you're a medium, so, you know, you do feel energies more so than other people. You're, you're an empath. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever you want to touch upon in the next episode, of course, but um, it's quite an emotional time and, yeah. and a place. And I'm just super psyched to hear more detail about that. So that's what we can look forward to. Thanks, friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'll um, have to kind of revisit and figure yeah. out how I want to talk about it. But yeah. Oh my god, why am I yawning so much? I am so excited for you and your classes that you're taking and just your little empire that you're building. Thanks, babes. <laughs> I know, me too. It's actually like starting to become a reality. It's crazy how much. I'm sure people listening have had similar experiences when you're trying to build something, especially through COVID and everything. You know, it's, it's really tough because... You just have to be driven by this, again, this radical self-belief that everything is going to be fine and you will find a way. Like yesterday, I literally stared at the same piece of paper for what felt like three hours. I mean, it probably in reality, it was about an hour and a half where I was just looking at this plan that I'm trying to draw up as to how I'm going to organize my time to do all the things that I want to do. Mm. And I literally had a moment where I was like, God please just give me some clarity because I don't know what the fuck I am doing here. Like maybe this is all just wishy-washy bullshit that I'm just wasting time on. Um, But maybe it's not. And you just have to go with that little segment of maybe it's not and just know that it will all fall into place. So yeah, I can't wait to actually get to a point where 
and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but like actual hypnotherapy and 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 actually looking after yeah. real people with real problems and building these YouTube channels and stuff. So yeah, let's see what the future holds. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Watch this, Watch space. this space. And with that. I guess we'll say thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again in next two weeks time. In two weeks. Exactly. So every other Sunday we'll be releasing our episodes. Um, yeah. Around about midday UK time for now. But obviously we'll see how it goes when you yeah. move back to US and like what our timeline is going to be then. But pretty much every sun, every other Sunday we'll be releasing the next episode so you guys know. Sunday fun day, mark it on your calendar, keep your eyes peeled, <laughs> set up those download notifications. I don't know. Do the thing. <laughs> Press the bell, subscribe, oh. notifications. Oh, God. I'm not an influencer. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Lots of love to you all. We hope you are very safe um, in this these trying <laughs> times. Um, we have an email. We're not really backpackers at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram as well. And yeah, reach out. Yeah, sweet. We'd love to hear from you. And safe travels, everybody. Safe travels. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>